How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boys, Alex and Ryan. Today, we're discussing Anthony Volpe. Apparently, Brian Cashman gave him a call and suggested that he has every opportunity to win that starting shortstop job in 2023 alongside Oswald Peraza. This is going to be an interesting position battle. You have IKF still on the roster. Uh, Volpe, you know, didn't look great during AAA uh, with Scranton. It was a small sample size, but he was starting to get some momentum towards the end of the season, and there's reason to believe he can win that shortstop job. Now, defensively, Peraza seems to be the better option. You know, I think Ryan and I are in the same boat that Peraza will likely win it. I think the probability favors him, but when you're looking at Volpe, the story behind, you know, what he did when Brian Cashman called him to pretty much let him know, this is your job to to win if you can pull it off. You know, obviously the sample size in AAA isn't huge. Praza has a lot more experience and showcased his quality during that time. Um, but I, I'll tell you this, Volpe's work ethic, there may not be a guy willing to do what it takes at his level. Um, you know, maybe Derek Jeter was the last one. I think that's what uh, Michael Kay kind of suggested that the last time he saw this type of work, it might, it might just be headlines for what it's worth. It might just be the the coverage of Volpe. Praza could be doing the exact same thing for all we know. Um, but Volpe, you know, has that 5 a.m. get up, continue working on his craft, continue building his, you know, his frame and whatever it might be to give himself a little bit of leverage. Um, but Ryan, you know, when you're looking at Anthony Volpe going into the 2023 season, what does he got to do to win this job? Because right now, it feels like it's Peraza's to lose, but I wouldn't be surprised if Volpe just went in there and stole it. Yeah, so I 100% agree with the uh, with the point you're making about Peraza. Peraza is the favorite to win that job. Not only is the shortstop with the major league experience and already has conquered AAA, um, but he's a very safe bet defensively. Um, and quite frankly, you know, I know I kept still on the roster and Michael K. Mendes as well, but it, it just feels like it's it's Peraza's job. It's not IKF's job at this point. With the benchings in the postseason, it really feels like he's fallen out of favor uh, with the organization as a starting shortstop. Um, as for Anthony Volpe, it's his day that the higher upside player is, is Volpe, right? I don't think anyone's questioning that. Uh, it's just a question of whether it's a good idea to, you know, with a good spring training, allow that to override what was a pretty suboptimal de- debut to his AAA season. You know, he only had 99 play appearances. He struck out about a thir- about 30.3% of the time. Uh, the WRC Plus was just a 91, so you would like to see him perform a little bit better at AAA. He really cranked it up in AA after a pretty slow start at the double-A level, I, I remember, you know, during the early parts of the season, you know, we were about the Yankees talking about shortstop, talking about KF. You know, the only realistic replacement at the time was potentially going external and finding cheap shortstop that was overperforming a little bit because, quite frankly, the Yankees didn't have a guy in their in, in, in Volpe or Peraza performing well at either of their levels, so they couldn't really rely on either of them to make, take on major league roles. June hits that those two guys start hitting their stride. Uh, but, you know, Volpe is someone who definitely with a good spring training would at least give you hope that he's going to kill it at the AAA level and get to the major league level. Um, in terms of his minor league data, he is remarkably impressive, right? Up and great. His max exit velocity over the last few years around 109.8 miles an hour, which is roughly like Glaber Torres type raw power, which isn't bad. Glaber Torres hit 24 runs last year. Uh, and quite frankly, uh, I would say Volpe has far better plate discipline skills. Far- Anthony Volpe's plate discipline is remarkable. 17.7% chase rate, a 77.7% contact rate. He doesn't whiff a lot against breaking pitches. Talk about the Yankees lineup. One of the biggest changes this team's going to have next year is their young players really know how to handle breaking balls. They love feasting on breaking balls. Anthony Volpe is no different in that regard. Uh, he absolutely crushes breaking balls. He never, he rarely chases against 
points rate against balls is ridiculous. The major league averages around 28% of all pitches, and batters chase more against breaking pitches because, of course, they have nastier movement. They grade better and stuff, plus they're simply just better pitches. Um, Volpe's going to have no issues facing breaking pitches. Uh, see those things. His launch angles, you know, he's able to generate a lot. Uh, contact in the air he pulls a lot of his contact so that also means that you're going to see a lot him able to overperform his raw power right you know there are certain guys who you are assume are just these power hitters you know think of Justin Turner when he was with the Dodgers in his prime Mookie Betts is a guy who can hit 20 30 home runs these guys have max exit velocity numbers that are below Isaiah Kiner Falefas right uh and yet these guys still put up number it's because their ability to generally phrase whether it is pulling your fly balls hitting ground balls the other way you're going to overperform in terms of you know your bat pips going to be here you're going to be able to hit more home runs and raw power suggests these are things that good hitters do and the yankees have gotten a lot of a lot of you know a lot of their prospects to do this i've talked about this with peraza i talked about this with austin wells i talked about Shapara. I talk about this with whether it's Jason Jason Dominguez or Everson Pereira. Spencer Jones is a guy who potentially start doing that. You know, the Yankees get a lot of their guys to get ideal added ball sprays. And, you know, they're, we're not talking about, you know, Volpe being an Aaron Judge in terms of raw power. John Carl Stanton. I, this is a guy who, quite frankly, isn't going to be putting up those unbelievable exit velocity and barrel numbers. But he is a really, really, really talented hitter. He's a very, he's great hit tool and quite frankly i'm very excited to see how he plays next year because i think he's going to burst onto the senior triple a i don't i think he's going to force the yankees hand by may or june to put him on the major league roster and give him starting reps yeah look anthony volpe at the double a level with somerset this past year hit 251 um with a 348 obp 472 slugging i mean kid hits 18 homers with 60 rbis and 44 stolen bases we know he's an elite athlete right we know we can steal bases we know we can do a lot of things at a high level um, now those numbers, you look at those numbers, like oh, they're not, they're they're not great. They're they're good, but the only reason that they're good is because he started the year so poorly, and by the end of his tenure with Somerset, he was absolutely crushing. So, um, you know, I think it kind of took him a couple of weeks, even month, month and a half, to really get into the groove. And you know, if you look at kind of the month by month, his numbers, he started out in April, right, eighty two at bats. You know, played in eighteen games, hit one ninety seven with a thirty three percent OBP. Um, then you look at May, you know, below 30% on base percentage, hit 207. And then June, suddenly he starts to hit his stride, right? Hits 300 with a 36% on base rate. And then July, hits 300 again with a 41.6% on base rate. Um, it has five homers and nine RBIs and nine stolen bases, 18 stolen bases alone. Um, in or rather 18 RBIs and 12 stolen bases in June. So you can see he, he started to get much better as the season progressed. And that's kind of the thing with Volpe's. He doesn't really stagnate. He doesn't plateau. He just kind of struggles to get the first grasp and, and adjust to the new level, which a lot of players do. And then he quickly, he quickly grasps it and starts to understand what it takes to dominate and succeed at that level. So you look at AAA, um, only played 22 games, so really, really, really small sample size, but it was enough to kind of tell us what he may do, um, you know, given a few weeks at, at Scranton again this upcoming season. Over those 22 games, he had 236 to 31.3% on base rate. Um, he did hit three homers, the five RBIs, but just toward the end of, of the tenure there with Scranton, he started to really put together a bunch of better performances. Um, he, I think he hit four, he had four hits in his last three games with Scranton. Um, so he was really doing well with a homer in those last three games as well. So, you know, he started to kind of pick things up and see the ball a little bit better, you know, kind of adjust to the new, um, I guess approach that he needed to, you know, just take on better quality talent. And that's what I like about him is that it just takes him a, a little bit of time to adjust. Now, spring training, I think is a perfect opportunity 
he needs to be playing every almost every game in spring training, in my opinion, because you can't play him half of the time and understand what he offers, right? We know what DJ LeMahieu offers. You know, getting them some action obviously is important. You need to get them involved, whether it's for a couple innings, you take guys out, put them in, whatever it might be. But Volpe needs to be playing every single game in some way, whether it's just taking at bats, whether it's just um, coming in for an inning or two at the end, starting games. He's got to be included in the process here. Him and Peraza have to be playing a lot, you know, shifting from shortstop to second base to third base, whatever the strategy is here. How would you like them to kind of go about getting them the most reps? Because ultimately, the more reps these guys get, the the more we're going to be able to justify Volpe playing shortstop or whatever infield position in 2023 because he just needs time and experience. That's what's going to help him um, take that jump, make that leap to the majors. Yeah, he's got to be starting as much as possible, as you mentioned. You know, as much as the Yankees start, you know, there are guys that they expect to make the major league team. I think, you know, Volpe's got to be getting those type of starting reps. Um, it's not even just about, you know, giving him a fair shot, which I know the Yankees are going to give him a fair shot. It's about getting him reps, you know what I mean? And getting him acclimated to, you know, playing in the infield, playing shortstop and having, you know, Glibber Torres as your double play partner, playing second base and having Oswald Peraza as your, as your double play partner. Hell, get him reps at third base, right? Because... Ultimately, you know, the position I feel the least comfortable with in the infield is third base, right? And no, there's no shot at DJ LeMahieu, but, you know, I don't know how he's how healthy he'll stay throughout a full season. Uh, this is absolutely a shot at Josh Donaldson. I don't think he's very good. I think he's going to rebound a little bit, uh, but I don't know if it's going to be good enough, right? Um, you know, ultimately, the Yankees need to make sure that Volpe's playing a variety of different positions and with the guys who are going to be playing at the major league level, right? You know, you can't have him playing third base and, you know, it's uh, a guy like, I don't. I don't try to think of minor league. They uh, that they're gonna make the major league team. I, I, Armando Alvarez. I don't know if he's still on the roster, but I know he's a, he's a long time a career minor league with a team. Um, you know, giving him reps with Alvarez at shortstop. You know, not saying that that's a bad thing per se. Gonna give the reps in the vicinity with infield that you want him to get with the major league club. Not exactly right. Um, you want him to be comfortable with the other guys at the major league roster you know, on, on the major league roster. Uh, so it's a kind of a steep transition. We saw a slow with Bader and Judge last year where they were, there was a lot of misdemeanor because Bader was kind of plugged in towards the end. And obviously, there's nothing they could really do about that. They were not going to pull Judge down to double and get Bader reps with uh, Judge, right? But, you know, communication is definitely important for an, an outfield or an infield for any defensive unit. Um, I think moving Volpe around the infield reps at shortstop, second base, and third base, even at AAA. Make sure he's getting reps at a variety of different uh, infield positions because I have no idea what position he's going to have to play at the major league level, right? I'm talking about third base. What if what if Glaber Torres goes down with injury? What if Glaber Torres struggles? Hell, what if Glaber Torres isn't on the roster uh, come spring training? You know, what position is he going to play? And if it opens up, maybe you want to even put Lemieux there. I, I don't really know what the Yankees' game plan is for the infield. And not to say it's a bad thing per se, but they need to have Volpe prepared to handle whatever he needs to handle. Uh, it could be shortstop. I don't think the Yankees plan on making Peraza the second baseman the second Volpe gets up here. If Volpe moves to short second he gets up here, it's because Peraza struggled either defensively, which would be shocking to me, or at the plate, which would probably mean he gets benched for Torres at second base. So I really don't think the Yankees are in a position where they should be keeping Volpe just at shortstop. As you mentioned, it's important to get him playing a lot. It's important to get him just as important as it is to play him a lot. It's important to play him in a lot of positions guys with the guys he's going to be working with all year um you know i saw this clip from john smoltz uh where you know he was talking about pitchers and you know that you're the mound of your office you want to spend as and you know you don't want to spend a, with any job you don't try to spend a lot of time outside of that quote-unquote office you try to spend as much time in that office as possible volpe his office is that infield and the co-workers are you know whether it's Peraza, glaber or donaldson it's it, those 
you know, or LeMahieu, those are the guys he's got to be working with as much as possible. I think he'll he'll fit in just nicely. I know Volquez, you know, a lot of the reports that come out about him are glowing reports about him as a person, as as a leader, uh, his character. Um, but he needs to make sure he's working with this unit. He needs to be making sure he's uh, playing a variety of different positions because I have no idea where he's going to have to be asked to play at the major league level come 2023. Yeah, that's absolutely right. But guys, I'd love to hear your perspectives below in the YouTube comment section. Where do you think Anthony Volpe will feature? Do you think he will be starting at shortstop by the time the 2023 regular season comes around? How do you think they should strategize around using him in the infield during spring training? A lot of questions coming up, but we do know that Brian Cashman essentially told him, this is your job to win, man. You, We want you to win. They basically want him to win this. I mean, I don't know if Brian Cashman called Peraza and said the same thing. It's definitely possible, but we do know he called, uh, we do know he called Volpe. So with that being the case, He's always been the long-term future of this team at shortstop. They've always wanted him to be that guy. Now it's just about kind of rounding out his skill set, getting some momentum, showcasing some confidence, and taking that step forward. So we'll see what he can do. But always happy to hear perspectives and opinions below in the YouTube comments, my friends. Make sure to have a fantastic rest of your day. Like and subscribe, as always. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode.